Ambassador Sami Shukri from Egypt has been an, an ambassador or diplomat rather for this is his 35th year in serving in that role. He was Egypt's ambassador to the international organizations in Geneva as well as separately in uh, ambassador to, to Austria. He's been involved in the so-called peace processes or more likely diplomatic processes or more likely rhetorical processes having to do with the Arab-Israeli conflict uh, from the beginning of his dip diplomatic uh, career. Uh, he's a diplomat in the hot spot at the moment and has been uh, since uh, the early months of the year in which uh, we are still engaged. Please welcome Ambassador Sami Shukri of Egypt. Thank you, Dr. Anthony, for your introduction, and uh, thank you and to the board of the uh, National Council of the U.S. Arab, uh, Arab Relations for uh, giving me this opportunity to, to address this distinguished crowd and, and your annual conference. Uh, your uh, contribution to fostering and developing uh, Arab-American uh, relations is uh, well known and uh, highly appreciated. Uh, and we uh, wish everyone here a, a very successful and, and uh, uh, prosperous uh, conference. Uh, let me at the outset also take this opportunity to express uh, my sincere condolences to our brethren from Saudi Arabia on the passing of uh, His Royal Highness, uh, the Crown Prince uh, Sultan. Uh, His Highness has contributed to the well-being of Saudi Arabia over the last uh, half a century and has uh, contributed actively in the development and the welfare of, uh, his, uh, of the citizens of uh, Saudi Arabia. Uh, and he will certainly uh, be uh, missed within the Arab fold, uh, where he has also contributed to the solidarity and the uh, uh, aspirations of uh, all of the Arab states. Uh, he, his passing has also deprived us of uh, the presence of His Highness uh, Prince Torki here, who has been a constant fixture, uh, and we wish him uh, all the best. Uh, I was asked to speak briefly on the issues related to the Arab Spring or the Arab Awakening, and uh, certainly I think this has been a topic that's been on everyone's mind uh, and has been uh, at the forefront of uh, uh, narrative uh, for the Arab region uh, during this last almost year. It uh, certainly, in terms of its impact, is comparable, I think, in modern history to the fall of the Berlin Wall. And I'm certain it will have uh, equal uh, repercussions and ramifications for uh, the world in general and, of course, uh, most directly to the Arab world. It's a matter where the Arab nation has awoken to the desire of its people to grasp their future and, and proceed to establish a more effective form of government uh, 
initiated initially by uh, Tunisia, uh, spreading to Libya and to Egypt and uh, uh, beyond. It had uh, its impact in terms of uh, reform measures in, in uh, Morocco, uh, election process, and, uh, as well as reform uh, measures in uh, Algeria. Uh, and of course, the ensuing story continues in developments in Syria and elsewhere. It's a, an awakening uh, that will take various demonstrations of, of resolve and, and uh, application. It's not uh, one that is uh, a fixed uh, agenda or a fixed formula for every state, but it is uh, one that I'm sure will have its impact and its its resonance in, uh, for the lives of uh, the region and will impact uh, the global conditions and, and, and the uh, relationships that exist. Uh, the uh, Egyptian story is a particularly uh, fascinating one because of the nature of Egypt being the most populous of the Arab states. It uh, has its impact and it uh, resonates very loudly within the Arab and global community. The uh, demonstrations which began and were led by the youth of Egypt soon garnered the support of a vast majority of the Egyptian population that had uh, been dissatisfied with, with a period of uh, lack of achievement on the political uh, reform process, uh, apprehensions related to the longevity of the current regime at the time and the uh, prospects of a succession uh, which uh, did not reflect the, the desire for change, the desire for uh, greater uh, democratization, greater uh, participation, inclusiveness uh, to deal with Egypt's many challenges and, and uh, the uh, ambitions of its uh, population. Uh, it uh, was a matter of uh, lack of, of a sense of a collective uh, rights uh, of the Egyptian population and their aspirations for greater uh, human rights uh, uh, protection and promotion of human rights, their ability to contribute to the political life of their uh, society and to be able to uh, Establish for their, them, themselves through uh, a more representative form of government uh, the necessary uh, foundations to, to achieve economic prosperity and to uh, uh, achieve for their children a, a better way of life. The uh, object, the revolution, of course, resulted in, in a, it was a, a peaceful demonstration of, of uh, the will of the people uh, where very little bloodshed was was uh, expired and, and I think it, uh, it's a testament to the ability of uh, and, and the maturity that, that is Egypt. It is the, the ability to uh, face uh, what was uh, uh, an impregnable uh, regime and, and through uh, the moral convictions of the population uh, be able to move what was a, a mountain of of uh, fear and, and uh, to a degree uh, oppression. The, uh, the uh, objectives of the revolution, as I mentioned, were uh, greater democracy, a more inclusive government, uh, an ability to participate in, uh, in forging uh, solutions for, for uh, the 
the challenges that faced Egypt uh, economically, politically, uh, free and fair elections. Uh, and uh, this has uh, certainly been at the forefront of the very extensive political debate that has ensued since the, the uh, fall of the regime where, where uh, uh, freedoms have been, uh, have been open to, uh, debate has been open to all participants where various uh, uh, ideas have been, have been uh, at the forefront of, of this debate. Uh, where the, uh, uh, the configuration of government uh, as represented by the uh, Supreme Council of the Armed Forces and the, the uh, government has had to contend with the process of managing uh, the country and at the same time laying the foundations for a, a new system of government. Uh, and it is a challenge that continues. It is a, a turbulent uh, environment, uh, one where competing ambitions are at play and, uh, and one where uh, the stakes are high for uh, the success of Egypt, I think, will uh, resonate very strongly within the region and internationally. And, and uh, if it was to, to, uh, uh, to not achieve uh, the, the projected aspirations, I think it will have its uh, very negative impact on, on the region, uh, its stability, uh, its security, and, and the long-term uh, development of its people. Uh, social justice was one of the main issues that have been raised uh, during this debate, uh, the uh, distribution of wealth, uh, the uh, equal opportunities to all, and uh, again, within the context of uh, a society opening up, the sectorial demands and the challenges have been immense. Uh, the current government uh, is facing those uh, with the sensitivity that uh, must be displayed to be able to absorb the long years of uh, neglect in the past and to be able to recognize the uh, legitimate uh, aspirations and and the demands of a wide sector of the society. But uh, it uh, is a matter of, of a great concern that the, uh, one of the results of this time of turbulence and uh, uh, insecurity has been the, the economic strains that have been placed on Egypt and the uh, manner in which we are able to, to handle this issue. This has, uh, of course, uh, the, the ensuing lack of security within the country with the collapse of the security services has impacted the tourism, which is a main resource for our economy, has uh, affected the general environment, economic environment, uh, direct foreign investments are down, uh, and uh, there is a pressure on our uh, foreign currency reserves. Uh, again, this is uh, somewhat offset by the support that might be available within the international uh, financial institutions, within uh, our bilateral relations, uh, primarily among them uh, with the United States and the European Union, uh, and our, also our reliance on our own ingenuity to try to uh, deal with some of these issues. Uh, the framework, the political framework uh, that exists currently is, uh, is an open one, one where uh, I think the, the competing uh, 
uh, objectives of uh, political ideologies and here primarily between uh, liberalism and, and uh, an Islamic ide uh, political ideology is at the forefront of the, uh, the current debate. Uh, it, it had been a characteristic of uh, developments in Tunisia and of course I'm sure you've all followed the results of the Tunisian uh, electoral process uh, and it continues to be a quite a an issue generating great uh, attention in Egypt. So it is uh, the youth movement, uh, the, the, the leftists, the liberals, the Salafis, the Islamists, the brotherhoods, uh, and, and it is, they are all uh, vying now to uh, gain as much support as possible to uh, be able to set the stage for uh, the future and, and uh, be uh, the uh, determining factor in, in terms of uh, forging Egypt's uh, future for uh, the years to come. Uh, the Military Council, upon taking this responsibility, has uh, indicated and reiterated its uh, desire to transfer power as soon as possible to an uh, elected civilian administration. Uh, it has set a roadmap which it has kept to, uh, to a great extent with very minor uh, modifications in response to, uh, to uh, the general public's demands and, and to the uh, ongoing uh, political dialogue and debate uh, that has ensued. Uh, it primarily is, is focused on conducting uh, the parliamentary elections uh, on the 28th of November, a process which will uh, have several stages uh, culminating in the seating of Parliament uh, in uh, mid-March so as to elect a constitutional committee to revamp the Constitution. This is uh, the, the roadmap after which a President will be elected on the basis of the new Constitution. And it is the Constitution which is the main and primary focus. It is the document that will uh, guide Egypt into the future, that will set uh, the foundations for uh, a democratic uh, system of government, uh, an inclusive system of, system of government, uh, and thereby uh, the stakes are high. Uh, and it is uh, projected that the forthcoming parliament will be somewhat fractionalized, but uh, there are those who believe that that might be uh, the best result. So in this period that there is no absolute majority, that all uh, factions of of political ideas are present in terms of the Constitutional Committee and are capable of participating and influencing this process so that in the final end the Constitution is truly representative of the uh, uh, collective will of the Egyptian people. In the, uh, the much has been discussed about the, the potential for uh, Egypt's future uh, direction whether it's uh, the rise of, of uh, the Muslim Brotherhood as a political institution and organization with other Islamist uh, uh, ideologies will, uh, will cause a shift in terms of Egypt's relationships, whether within the region or globally. And, and of course, not in a position to speculate, but uh, we believe that in terms of Egypt's long history, its uh, reliance on its institutions, uh, it will continue to, to be an important player within the region who will extract from the revolution and the peaceful nature of that revolution that uh, the region is in dire need of stability, of security, of uh, continuing effort uh, led by Egypt to, uh, 
secure the region to uh, find solutions through peaceful means to many of the problems that exist, and among them, of course, the uh, Israeli-Palestinian problem. Uh, at the same time, it uh, gives the opportunity to, for Egypt to uh, uh, demonstrate a greater resourcefulness in the manner in which it, it conducts its external relations, and now being supported by its people as a representative and, and uh, uh, government which expresses the, the, the will of the people and, and uh, is, uh, is sensitive to their, to their interests. Uh, we look forward to the support during this time of turbulence, time of challenges of uh, uh, friends and primarily from the United States. Uh, President Obama's speech on April 19th uh, enumerating a, a plan of support uh, was of course well received. It's, uh, we rely on, on the uh, political, economic uh, support and relationship, long relations that Egypt has held with the United States and uh, we look forward that that package will be implemented uh, in the near future. It is a complex issue. It's one that uh, needs uh, consultations, deliberations between both the U.S. and, and Egypt, and those uh, consultations are underway within the normal spirit of, uh, of friendship and cooperation that exists between us so as to ex extract the, the greatest benefit for the people of Egypt and also uh, solidify this uh, very important and strategic relationship that exists between our two countries. The uh, potential of not only Egyptians but of Arabs to uh, participate in an uh, increasingly shrinking world where uh, the global nature of this world where uh, what happens in any part of the world is, is uh, very much felt in others as I think we have noticed from uh, the uh, financial crisis here in the United States, the current financial crisis in Europe, or uh, political issues that, uh, that arise anywhere in the world now uh, have uh, their significant uh, imprint on, on developments. But for, for the Arab awakening, for the Arab people to uh, at this stage be able to forge their future, uh, achieve their aspirations, uh, become a, a positive contributor to uh, peace and security in the world and to the uh, formation of, of relationships on, on the principles uh, enshrined in the uh, Charter of the United Nations and in the, uh, uh, our, our human aspirations for, for peace, for prosperity, I think will, will enhance uh, both uh, the region and will enhance uh, the, uh, the uh, Arab uh, contribution uh, in innovation and, and uh, will demonstrate a, uh, the diversity which we can bring to uh, both international relations to, to, uh, to the social fabric of, of our humanity. Uh, we uh, are confident that Egypt will continue to lead in that regard with uh, what it, it prides itself in terms of, of, uh, of human resources that have contributed in the past and will continue I think to be a very important factor in, in this uh, uh, coming period of greater uh, awareness, uh, the awakening, the, the, uh, the, the uh, stability of our region and uh, the best interests of its people. Uh, I think I 
I've uh, expanded the time that's been allocated to me, and I will uh, maybe leave the rest of the time for any questions and answers uh, to any specific issues that you might raise. Thank you very much. Mr. Master, if you wouldn't mind remaining at the uh, lectern there, we do have several questions, um, and at the end of these, I would ask that two friends from the Gulf Cooperation Council to, to come forward. But um, the questions are quite interesting ones here. Uh, how should Egypt deal with those who held positions with the former regime? Should they be able to run for office again? Is this a matter of uh, debate for purposes of public policy in Egypt? Well, one, one of the, uh, the main uh, goals of the resolution was also the issue of accountability, uh, the issue of ru the rule of law. Both, I think, are important, uh, and accountability has been uh, uh, put in place by uh, the investigations that took place after the revolution into some of the dealings, some of the, the practices of uh, certain figures within the previous regime. And of course, uh, many, including the former president, is now uh, has been indicted and is uh, on trial for uh, misdeeds uh, that have been uh, uh, levied towards, towards him and others, uh, whether in, in terms of, of unlawful gain or, or in terms of uh, allocations and, of, and, and, uh, and the lack of lack of uh, the due process in terms of some of the, the decision-making uh, and policy issues. Uh, again, it, it, I think it's been highlighted uh, that that is an important element to, as, as a raison d'etre for the revolution, as, as uh, again, a, a commitment to that any form of, of uh, disbursement of just, justice must be within uh, uh, the legal framework that exists and should uh, for every accused uh, be provided with uh, all of the guarantees associated with uh, a legal system that has served Egypt well, that is recognized for its competence and its ability to, to, to deal with issues. Uh, from a political perspective, this is a matter under consideration. There are uh, calls for uh, legislation that would uh, hinder the participation in the uh, uh, elected uh, parliament of previous members of the National Democratic Party. Uh, but that is not an absolute debate. There, there are varying ideas uh, to what extent uh, that, that restriction should apply. There is a recognition that not all associated with the NDP were complicit in some of the undertakings or the mismanagement of the country, but there were those who were uh, somehow associated by virtue of their expertise, uh, technocrats and, and, uh, and the professionals who uh, were not associated to any uh, criminal activity or, or, or any uh, uh, close association to, to some of the symbols of the regime, and that they should not be excluded, uh, and that their uh, resource of, of knowledge should uh, 
be provided to, to, to Egypt at this time. Uh, the, the debate goes on, and, and once uh, society in general reaches a point of convergence on uh, what is the best course of action. But it, it is a, a matter that's being dealt with currently. Thank you. We have um, two questions here that I think can be joined. Uh, how can the United States uh, proceed at this time to help Egypt? And related to that is how can the United States and other major players, including, for example, China, Japan, and others, <clears throat> make a positive impact in Egypt without appearing to be interfering or intruding in Egypt's internal affairs? Well, the U.S.-Egyptian relationship is a deep and, and, uh, and diverse one. It's uh, a relationship where expectations do arise, and Egypt has expected them and has received. It has received the political support uh, for the revolution from the United States, and uh, it continues to coordinate very actively with the United States on many issues of, uh, of policy, whether regional or, or global, uh, within the confines of mutual interest. Uh, at the same time, Egypt has looked towards the United States uh, in view of our long-standing relationship for economic assistance. Egypt is suffering economically. It's, uh, the strains on, on it are immense. The, the expectations uh, of uh, many sectors of society uh, to, to offset the years of neglect are uh, very high, and, and the uh, budget is suffering. Now, we understand, of course, the environment that exists in, in the United States and in Washington related to, to uh, fiscal and, and financial matters, uh, the, the uh, difficulty of, of finding resources within uh, the uh, U.S. budget to, uh, to offset maybe some of our difficulties. Uh, and we have coordinated to the best of our abilities presented our ideas, and I think the, the declaration of President Obama on the 19th of the package uh, was a culmination of that process of consultation. Uh, again, from my perspective, anything the U.S. will and might do is, is welcomed, will be uh, important to demonstrate to the Egyptian public this close relationship. It is an investment in the future of the relationship and the recognition of the Egyptian people of, uh, in a very tangible manner at a time of such need of the importance that the U.S. attaches to its relationship with Egypt. Uh, for, for all of these uh, reasons, we have been forceful here as, uh, as an embassy in trying to convey this to our uh, interlocutors in the State Department and the administration with the objective of fostering the U.S.-Egyptian relationship, with, with, with the objective of strengthening it and, and, and providing for it a foundation in the future once an elected government is there to, to be able to look back and, and demonstrate that the U.S. did stand by its uh, friend and partner uh, during this time of need. Uh, the same, I think, is, is the case with many of our European and, and other uh, partners, whether Japanese, the Chinese, uh, we are in constant consultations with them, uh, and they have generally been supportive in terms of our uh, reach out into the uh, international monetary uh, system to obtain some of uh, and to shoulder some of the, the uh, burdens that we have had uh, and strains on, on our budget. 
but uh, of course, uh, we're uh, very happy to, to continue to cooperate. There's an ongoing cooperation with all of our partners. Uh, it has uh, not, uh, at any time, uh, there have not been any accusations that this has come with any uh, political uh, tags associated with it that we, we would consider that in uh, dealings between Egypt uh, uh, in its size and its potential and its uh, impact uh, both regionally and globally that that would remain the, the, the case. I don't think there is any room for any form of uh, internal intervention at uh, such a volatile time. It would only, I think, be detrimental and counterproductive to, uh, for any party to try to direct or to try to manipulate the ongoing political process in Egypt in this uh, transformational time. Okay. Thank you. Um, this one has to do with um, Tunisia and Libya and the impact of the developments in those two countries, different as they are and have been on Egypt and with Libya being a country of an enormous size and being your neighbor to the West and being itself a relatively new country in terms of its territorial unity from when it was in the past a collection of Tripolitania, Cyrenaica, Fizan, and, and the like. Uh, so what, what are Egypt's concerns regarding Libya? Uh, is there a reason why there's not been the kind of uh, proactive uh, involvement in Libya because it's your neighbor, because Qatar did, the United Arab Emirates did, League of Arab States took a position. So if you could describe your concerns about uh, Libya and can the uh, Transitional National Council uh, do anything to help stabilize the economy and the security of Libya? Uh, of course, Libya is a very important component in the Arab awakening. It's our next-door neighbor. Uh, we have uh, had uh, uh, very close relations and association with Libya over the past years, and it was recognizable that uh, Egypt, the revolution, would be supportive of the, the, the strive for freedom and, and uh, the toppling of a, a very long authoritarian regime in Libya. Uh, and there had been though not widely publicized, very close ties and, and consultations with the interim government in Benghazi from the very outset. But both uh, our, our friends in, in the interim government in Benghazi and uh, uh, recognized the constraints on our, on our actions and our ability to overtly support uh, the Libyan transformation because of the almost two million Egyptians that were uh, uh, working in Libya, that uh, many of them in the eastern sections of Libya and the possibilities of reprisals uh, against them by uh, the uh, Qadhafi regime and, and his uh, forces. Uh, so we undertook a, an effort to ex extricate them from uh, Libya. We uh, brought out uh, almost 500,000, uh, but despite the fact there were still sufficient numbers for us to to, uh, to be worried about. And uh, you might re recall that the uh, uh, U.S., in terms of its, its verbal positions, uh, only escalated, started to escalate once it had uh, guaranteed the extraction of U.S. citizens uh, who came to a few hundred rather than uh, a few million in our case. So I think uh, all, all those concerned did appreciate 
the constraints and do recognize that Egypt uh, early on was very supportive of, of the uh, uh, revolution and the interim government in Benghazi and has, has been uh, in close uh, contact. Foreign Minister has visited uh, and uh, I, I anticipate that relationships uh, will develop in, in a very positive uh, manner and uh, already there are uh, uh, discussions on how Egypt will participate and contribute to the reconstruction in Libya. Uh, this next question is uh, several facets. I'm trying to link, link them together. <clears throat> Recently, a court verdict asked the military and the government to allow Egyptian expatriates to vote in the elections. How do you think this will happen? That's one part of it. Um, what position, uh, if any, does the Egyptian government have towards Egyptian scholars in exile, such as Dr. Saeed Ibrahim, who's been living in the United States? What is the women's position in the current government? And will the current government be as complicit, interesting choice of words, with the U.S. government like it was under Mubarak, especially regarding Palestinian issues? Well, I'll try to remember all of those very elements. Why, why don't we take them one at a time? No, women's position in the government, the uh, Egyptian scholars in exile. Well, let, let's start with the, uh, with the elections and, and uh, certainly the court ruling that, uh, that provides uh, the right of, of participating in the electoral process for Egyptians living abroad is one that uh, has uh, raised a lot of interest. It's, uh, it, this issue has been on the table. As, and we've been very cognizant of it by virtue of being here and, and our interaction with the uh, Egyptians and uh, American Egyptians and uh, Egyptians in the diaspora who have shown interest to participate in the uh, political life of, and as a matter of their continuing association with their motherland are interested and keen to be party to uh, the developments, the political developments in Egypt. Uh, how, how exactly it's going to be affected, I know that uh, I can say that uh, many are looking forward to the implementation and, and uh, that uh, an appropriate system will be, uh, will be developed to, to uh, accord them that privilege, uh, taking into account, of course, uh, the logistic difficulties associated with the large numbers of Egyptians. I can only speak maybe for the United States, but in the United States we estimate that there are some one million Egyptians, both Egyptians or, or Egyptian-Americans, and that in itself is, is a challenge, how to meet the, their demands to participate and, and to, to, uh, to be able to, to logistically deal with that issue is still a matter to be considered. So th this is an issue where I think there's a, a convergence of, of cons to, towards consensus, whether internally or externally on, uh, and I think it will be... Uh, uh, it will be a matter of finding the right format that will be able to deal with the logistics and deal with the issues related to supervision, to transparency, to the, that this process is done in a transparent and is recognizable as a fair process. Uh, the role of, of women uh, currently is, uh, is one that, again, is, is a matter of, of debate. There are tendencies within the current political environment which seem to be restrictive towards uh, women's rights. And, and I think this is a, an obligation on, on society to contend with, with the, some of these radical views and to, uh, to offset them. 
Traditionally, Egyptian governments have always had the participation of women. The current government uh, continues to have a, a very influential minister of uh, planning and, and international cooperation uh, who is uh, well regarded and, and uh, who has, uh, is participating very actively in, in the uh, transitional period that we are uh, going through. Uh, but again, uh, the, there are many, and, and I among them, who are uh, sensitive to this issue, who are concerned by this issue, and I think the, uh, the, the current climate of openness in Egypt is providing the necessary uh, room for debate and, and uh, consideration. And, and, and I can only say that I would find it absolutely uh, uh, unthinkable that uh, the achievements that women have, uh, have gained w within the last uh, century in Egypt uh, could in any way be reversed. They are an integral part of society. They are half society. They are present everywhere in every uh, form of life. And, and it would be, uh, I think, uh, a problem for those who want to restrict them. They, they are going to have to deal with a very strong opposition from within uh, women's uh, groups uh, themselves. Mr. Ambassador, we'll allow that to be the last question. We want to thank you for your remarks and the candor in which you've uh, a answered these very sensitive questions related to Egyptians' positions, policies, actions, and attitudes. Thank you so very thank much. You. Thank you very much.